0: Hey everybody and welcome back to Nerd to the Third, episode 15, bringing you everything video games, movies, and nerd culture. Today we bring you the power of three, with your host, Nick, Nate, and the ever-rotating third chair, the Master of Cases, Brent.
1: Hello.
2: Master of Cases sounds so much more epic than I <laughs> He's a master intended. caser. <laughs> yeah, but <you> see, nothing's <laughs> quite
1: as cool. <laughs> the master caser. Uh, nothing's quite as cool as Kingdom Hearts, though you know the, the Master of Masters. That's just you on a whole master. nother level, man. Master?
2: Oh my god, don't get me started. I'm I'm already getting anxiety <laughs> leading up to three because I know I have <laughs> to catch up on the story. Wait, wait, as, as we you really should. have to add
0: quotes to god. that because it's story.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, because I mean it's. It's got more of a story. It's got more of a concise story than Final Fantasy. I, You know I, what? You know, maybe as a yeah, whole, I, I, I would Final agree. Final Fantasy, I would
0: agree. each individual one has a story all its own.
2: But we're going to hit one fucking point where, oh, they're all together. <laughs> all like, the it's all you think so? Together. They're that, all that just in heaven? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you telling me that it becomes high school musical <laughs> fantasy? Dude, what if in Kingdom Hearts 3 there's a there's um, <laughs> a high school god. musical world? Oh, oh my god. god. I was oh, worried and see, about then Star maybe you Wars. Like, have like and a
0: little mini game where you have to do like a uh, dancing The and stuff. Marvel
2: <laughs> Together uh. together All right, so a little grinding
0: before we get started here. Uh, Make sure to go to our Twitter at TX3Productions on Twitter or ThreatX3Productions on Facebook. You can also join our Discord, which will be in the description down below. And today we obviously have Brett. Brett, go ahead and let them know where they can find you.
1: Yeah, sure. You can find the Triangle Squared podcast. and Anything we do under our Nartech Gaming. Uh, yeah, we like Narwhals a lot. So Nartech Gaming uh, umbrella. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Triangle S Q R D uh, for the podcast. You can find us on Facebook at Triangle Squared a PlayStation podcast. It's a group. Uh, of course, you can go to our Discord as well. Uh, I don't know if you want me to send that, but we have crazy Discord. A nice. bunch of stuff goes on. Uh, and, I, and that's about it. Uh, so you know, or if you want to find us on Patreon and support us, if you uh, go over and, and like what we do, or if you like my uh, not so smooth voice, you can do what you want to.
0: Sweet. So thank you for joining us today.
1: I believe in bodily autonomy. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome, man. Um, Thanks and, for inviting me. Uh,
0: so, like, like, let's just let's just jump into it. Am I right? <laughs> you know, I don't know. There's just you know, there's just some things that. You know what really pushes my buttons? What pushes Um, your buttons, Nick? Okay, gotta back up. 100 gigs! So, one hundred gigs for Red Dead Redemption. (laughs)
2: I thought <laughs> you had a seizure there for a minute. I thought yes. you okay? oh, man.
0: Difficulties. With my
2: net. <laughs> legitimately, I was like, is he having, is, is he's internet freezing? Like, what is going on? I thought well, you were you spazzing. Know. Like you were so uh, mad that you were just lost the ability to speak. Uh, Red Dead
0: Redemption and Black Ops 4. Um, Red Dead Redemption, like I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not that surprised. I mean, this is after all like Rock. I almost said Steady. This is a Rock Star, you know. So it's like a hundred gigs. That doesn't really like if you look at GTA right now. I'm pretty sure they're over a hundred gigs with how many updates they've had and stuff like that. So like this being the next Rock Star and being technically the first original, like built from the ground up on the next gen. That doesn't surprise me too much, but, like, correct me if I'm wrong, 100 gigs for a Call of Duty game? Like, I don't know, that's super weird for me.
2: Well, so so 100 gigs for a Call of Duty game with no campaign.
1: Yeah, so, so a way to put that, though, into perspective, actually, is uh, when, when you look at it, yeah, so typically, yeah, a uh, Call of Duty game will have a, a campaign. So the campaign obviously has some bearing on how big the game, game ends up being, but primarily what ends up pushing them so high, because actually if you look at the history of how they are, Black Ops 3 broke 100 gigs. I think Infinite Warfare got very close to 100 gigs all the time it was said and done. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, But th- there's that. Now, of course, the fact that this doesn't have one is interesting, but it does have new stuff that's trying to compensate, which I don't quite agree that it is doing. I feel like this should be a $40 release, uh, but they're not going to do that, so it doesn't matter. But uh, also more importantly, if you go and look at the uh, PlayStation Store, Uh, page for it they finally updated it to where it shows you the size and even though the pictures that we've gotten of the case show the 100 gigs and that's where we got that information from uh, the playstation store size actually calls for about 43 gigs uh, and for the normal version and like 44.17 or something for the deluxe version so it looks like maybe the 100 gigs is trying to be an automatic buffer to give people either an idea that they need this much room to enjoy the content at its latest and fullest i'm not not quite sure because um (laughs)
0: Huh.
1: Yeah. And I, well, the reason I kind of think about it is that they may be trying to advertise it that way. Uh, sort of like whenever you uh, have a system and you install your operating system on it, the operating system actually doesn't take as much room as they call for. Uh, it's like a buffer that they leave so that whenever certain updates and stuff happen, they can kind of hit into that buffer. But then if it needs more, it can go into the yeah. hard drive. Um, Hard to say, you know. It could be that it could be that they're just trying to prep, or I, there there could be some very odd reason that I don't understand. Uh, that there's no reason I can believe that the physical yeah. version would need to be that big. And if it was, it would actually need to be across more, um, ah, man, because you're you're really pushing the, the boundaries yeah, of relay right. at that point, you know.
2: So just just for clarification, as of right now, with the latest update that's downloading to my PlayStation as we speak, um, they're sitting at about. 66 or 67 gigs oh, okay. for gta okay. 5 hmm. but you got to keep in mind though a lot of that is because right. of the textures and other things that were already in there right. were from the right. ps3 yeah now, and I think these we gotta- are built from the ground up for next generation for red well, dead right, so, and and so
0: that's kind of what i was trying to yeah, hit yeah. on it. it's like it doesn't surprise me that much when it's red dead redemption it's an open
2: freaking world and if we take when you tell me that the <laughs> horse's testicles expand and detract with the weather, yes, I expected that. The next day, the news was the game's going to. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like, that makes sense. And so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but sense. then Black Ops, if, who do you think? If, that even one? if you
0: take the black, the blackout map or whatever, you'd have to times that probably by a yeah. hundred, two hundred, maybe even three hundred to get the same size as Red Dead Redemption. So it's like, where are all those freaking gigs coming from? And it's, like, at the end, after they've had all their DLCs, that would make sense. But, like, if that's where we're starting, like, that's a lot. Not everybody got, like, the slim version that comes with a terabyte of gigs. I still got my 500 gig um, hard drive. So 100 is a fifth of Mm -hmm. that. And that's obviously not including the OS or whatever, the operating system.
2: So here's – yeah, you actually have – Instead of 500 gigs, exactly. you actually have like 430. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so the thing that is in the my more pushes my buttons territory is if because I really honestly think we're going to see a PS5 update or PS5 yeah. reveal you next think year. So? Okay. I, with how many rumors are turning out, mm-hmm. I think I think that's I think we're going to hear it soon. Um, but if these next generation of consoles don't come out of Ooh, the gate yeah. with two terabyte hard drives. Then yeah. like it's it's you're just kind of slapping me in my face because I would got mm-hmm. a pro for Christmas last year and it's a it's a terabyte and I'm having to delete yeah. games as we speak just to play like I had to delete games to put oh, wow. um, yeah. Horizon right. on there mm. and then mm, yeah and great it was a lot of junk right. that I wasn't playing right then and there but it's like I don't want to have to spend like I'll do it because I have it for my um my PlayStation at my desk I've got a two terabyte external and I'll yeah. do that but. Exactly, just one more thing, and I don't want to break into my console because I'm going to avoid the one. I think the biggest
0: thing, the biggest thing that pushes my buttons, especially about this, is is um you know I did a video about this. So if you ever watch YouTube, you know I I did a like my opinion. (laughs) What's YouTube? Shut up. Uh, I did this video about why I thought GameStop is dying. And so one of the main factors for me personally, uh, maybe not like factually why it's dying, but for me, why it died for me was that when I got my PlayStation, even if I have a physical copy of the game, I still have to download like the entire freaking game onto my console. So it got to this point where it's all like, mm-hmm. you know, what's the point of having a physical copy? And so for me, it's like I kind of I kind of weighed the options and I'm like, okay, do I really need a physical copy of cluttering up my thing? And so like that was my personal reason for switching to digital. It's like, well, I have to download this giant ass game anyway, so why not just save some room on my thing? And, you know, dream sharing. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: you know what's interesting about that? Um you are partially right. right. I mean okay. we do know for a fraction. <laughs> this that- is
0: not triangle squared, <laughs> sir. Uh- <laughs>
1: Who knows, uh, anyway, you know, yeah, gamestop is obviously somehow being uh, adversely affected mm-hmm. by the move towards more digital, um so that's true, and of course that's going to affect their business, and you see that in the fact that they're retaliating by trying to get people to buy digital games from them either oh, right, from their yeah. website or from the store, which is a very interesting way to go about it, um, but the other side, I think about the argument about why. Do you need to have the physical disc? And it's something that a lot of people don't think about. And a lot of people may not care in the long run. Um, But inevitably, when either PlayStation as a company stops being around, which I obviously hope never happens, um, uh, either when that happens or when the PlayStation 4 and 3 uh, get old enough that keeping server support for them Mm -hmm. is no longer very feasible, uh, then what happens when they close the servers down? Because the way a digital game works, and there's there's potential ways they could work this out, but would they do yeah. that? And can they do that? I don't quite know. Uh, but, you know, at least on paper, when you think about it, it's like, well, they should be able to do this. Uh, when you buy a digital game, oh, you're yeah, essentially yeah. buying a license. That license has to renew uh, every certain number of things. So what happens is, buying digital basically assumes that you have internet connection. Um, At some point, when you don't have an internet connection, that license will expire. And you'll notice it, uh, definitely for PS Plus games, whenever you log back in, if you ever go and look through your PS3 download list or your Vita download list, where it's a little, uh, it's not through a library, uh, and it organizes based off of the renewal of Mm -hmm. or the purchase of a license, then games that you got for free in 2011, will suddenly move back to the top because their license is renewed. So what happens when there's no longer a server for a license to be pushed back through and renewed on? Do you suddenly lose access to those games? (laughs) Uh, If the server is not up for you to download them and you didn't have room for them on your console and you want to go back and play them, now you can't download it uh, or your license is invalid. So now the only way to play it, even if you have to insert the disc and let it install again, 20 years down the road if I say you know what I love the God of War on PS4 uh, and I just want to play it again because I just have that that yearning to do so I can just go put the disc in and it'll install and it won't even if they don't have a server no updates will happen but that's fine the game is playable from the disc uh, and that you know it's one of those interesting things, and that's why I'm glad that most games ship yeah. okay on the disc these days, even though they have the ability to post, uh, to patch later. Um, so th- that's one of the reasons why I continue to go physical, outside of the fact that I'm just a collector. But that's something that I think a lot of people don't think about. But if the day came that that ever happened, I think that a lot of people would be bummed. Because at that point, you don't yeah. actually own the game. Uh, you own the license for as long as they feel like is worthy to continue yeah, I mean, renewing. My it for
0: main you. argument I'm actually against... against- against that, at least why, why I like make it okay in my head (laughs) is a lot of the games you, you do have to have some type of online access. And so like, even like playing, like, even if like, let's, let's call, put call of duty on the, on the, you know, examination table. If I play, I want to play call of duty black ops three, but I only want to play zombies offline or the campaign offline. Um, if I don't have it hooked up to the internet, you can't even play it. So the, the, and of course that is certain games because obviously certain games like God of War, I don't even know, like if you didn't do the update, that, that is definitely a good example of one that like, you can just go ahead and play. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, absolutely. A lot of the single-player games. So definitely exclusives. And um, and I think that the games that tend to be remembered very well tend to be single-player anyway. Uh, a lot of the times, I mean, Red Dead will obviously have its online component, but I think that it's going to be remembered more for the fact of how good people thought that the single-player component is. Grand Theft Auto is an outlier in that because a lot of people really... Grand Theft Auto did not get as big as it did this generation being the, becoming the best-selling game ever uh, without mm-hmm. having that online mode that definitely kept it pushing and keep, kept people buying it despite the fact that it's still the same yeah. price and has never dropped um but that's an outlier, and I think a lot of the times people go back and they look at games at single-player experiences, be it third-party or first-party, though a lot of them will end up being, you know, third-party can kind of be handled differently, but first-party, you, you do only have a chance to play it on one, so if you move to a different ecosystem later on, you may not even have the ability to play that exclusive anyway. Yeah. It, gets, it gets interesting, but there's definitely reasons to keep physical. It's just, like you said, you do have to do this kind of mental uh, weighing system where it's like, how much do I care about that, and how much do I really see yeah. myself wanting to play yeah. that game Fifteen years from now,
2: and you know. In all actuality, I I have like I thought of this as a joke just now, but I think I could see it happening. I think that if if games continue to grow as rapidly and as expansively as they are, um, well, like prime example, I'm expecting Cyberpunk 2077 to be the, in this same boat or of the same like story of oh it yeah. being 100 gigs. But oh, yeah. I, I think I could totally before this came like after this came out, I could totally see Red Dead saying, hey, as a pre-order bonus, you get a coupon for a yeah. ha- uh, external hard <laughs> drive. And That'd I think that be, that yeah, would be that totally would be okay. Return. Cool, actually. Because <laughs> that yeah. would actually give you a pre-order bonus right. that is useful. You yeah, right? Skins are great.
0: You'll just put up on the shelf, great. and it'll gather dust. Or do you want an X? Ex-
2: hey, for the record, I really did <laughs> want that uh, Cayde-6... <laughs> one yes. but i just never got it <laughs> <laughs>
1: despite the fact that destiny was destiny 2 was uh, mildly? mildly disappointing um, god I you must be a
2: fan well, from what i hear forsaken is 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 digging it <laughs> oh i'm completely not out of its grave <laughs> i, uh, I know, haven't right? even played
1: it since launch uh played it did the raid and was like okay well this still has the same problem yep. as the first game there's not enough to do uh
0: bye i just and, and i just have to give you a hard time i was so mind, close to the platinum and just mildly. quit it is it is profusely
1: Okay, look, but it was still fun. I mean, it's hard to argue that the game is not a, a well-made, fun game. It could be made better, and it's got some design problems of well, where they so, put focus. But you know,
2: so the main thing with like not to not to get into it, obviously, but the the biggest thing that's damning for them is why did Destiny Two come out the yeah. way that Destiny One did? Why is it in the second time in a row we've got a taken king situation? It's because like of viewers the like thing you. For Destiny
0: Three, you keep going out and you keep buying stuff regardless of how crappy it is. Hey, no, I know, talk to I know. Jeff talk to I'm Jeff not saying about that. you not as Nate. I'm just saying viewers <laughs> like you. People who go out there and they buy, they just shrill out bullshit. You know, like the people who went out and bought Battlefront 2 are the exact same people who would buy like Destiny 2. And they're just <laughs> like, why is my game starting to
2: suck? I'm so confused. And it's like. Well, now say I, I will be. I will say that I am part of the problem. Are. To an extent, this year with um, Ugh, Black with Black Ops Four, because <laughs> um, because I'm a I'm a collector like you, Brett, and the only way I was going to get that steel book that wasn't completely ridiculous is through Need GameStop's Stars pro version. Pro. That came oh yeah, the season pass this, which sure. is basically Ugh. the hardened edition, but came with a couple more stuff, and it's 120 bucks. And so I was like, well, I'm going to play the content anyway, and I want the steel book, so I'm going to go ahead and get that. And they actually called me. GameStop called me and was like, hey, just letting you know, we're g-, which is interesting. We're giving it away at 9 now. <gasps> My like, we're not, we're not word. Yeah, 11 yeah. They've anymore. been doing that for <laughs> they're giving, uh, over they're giving a year you time now, But you he was like, uh, download it. I guess so. But he was like, you uh, you, pre- you put 10 down on it. Um, you still owe like 120. And I'm like, F- I really wish I would have got that through Best Buy, but I can't. <laughs> Mm-hmm. so I am part of the problem with that since I'm going to drop $130 on a game that I'm fairly certain is going to be great but there's always a chance yeah, that something I, could yeah, go wrong no, the way I, uh, yeah. the way I Personal know, value make it okay thing.
0: in my head is that I'm not really buying it for multiplayer I'm buying it for zombies and Treyarch is zombies so like that's that's my differentiator right there it's like I'll play the maps but it's like what I what I really am going to grind is zombies and blackout nobody gives a f- about multiplayer at this point
1: yeah, you know, it's really odd because my Call of Duty history, um, and I'm I'm definitely an outlier in this. No, uh, I'm not, I'm not too outlier. I do know a lot of people that are like this, uh, that only buy Call of Duty for yeah. its uh, story mode and campaign. Now, actually, I skipped out for a while because they started getting very repetitive, like all of the Modern Warfare through Modern Warfare Three, where they all ended with like whoever was supposed to be your friend betraying you and you on the ground about to die, and then you do something right, to kill right, it was, right, get annoying. It was like, okay, why is every game ending well, the same way? Um, but you know uh, I instead finally jumped back on whenever and again I am an outlier in this uh, Infinite Warfare uh, the trailer everybody else hated it I was like oh this looks decidedly kill zone like which is cool because I don't care about World War 2 at all and I've played 80 million hyperbole right, but still right. World War 2 games and I they've made more they've made more World War 2 games than there can ever be room for enough across every console generation so if you like it that much my biggest problem is why is it always Doomsday and Storming Normandy Beach yeah. it's like do something different. Play as,
2: play as World somebody II else. Did. World War Two was was like actually, it wasn't as good as Infinite Warfare. Infinite Warfare, I still is say, is one of Call of Duty's best campaign experiences. Oh yes, that was for fantastic. a number of reasons. But yes. World War Two's was actually like cinematically really good, and also was very poignant. I mean, when uh, like uh, spoiler alert for a game that came out two years ago, when the ending of the game is you walking through a a um, Nazi concentration camp mm-hmm. and like not, you can't shoot, you can't do anything. Your weapon's down. You're it's making you see everything that's going on. Sure. It's like, wow, you, you put, you had an mm-hmm. effort to put this in here.
1: Yeah. And you know, what's funny is that the, the same basic idea that they were going for in modern warfare Two. uh, whenever they had the intro that I can't remember the name of it right now. Um, but the intro where you no went Russian. through the uh, airport and you were, yeah, no, oh, no Russian. Russian. Yeah, uh, I actually, you know, I get the I get why some people would want to skip that, but I was like, you know, that actually made this far more powerful. And everything yep. else you do in the game is affected by the fact that you were affected as a player by having to do that. And definitely because the game, like you can technically get through it without doing anything, but you still have to witness True. it no matter what happens. Like you're you're yeah. going to be somehow involved with this it kind of it kind of on. makes
2: you want to save the world because you, exactly. in part, were responsible yeah. for the event that happened. Modern Warfare Two, exactly. I think, was probably yeah. one of the best uh, campaigns. Modern Warfare Three gets a Modern Warfare Three is kind of underrated. There is a lot of cool stuff. That, there is a lot of really good things about Modern Warfare Three, in particular, just the whole soap situation. Did you drop it? Yeah, um, yeah. And that, <laughs> yeah, I did. No, but um, but it, I, I I will say that like yeah modern warfare 3 was kind of by the books whereas one and two were a lot better but i still had a good time mm-hmm. with it
1: uh, um, i mean yeah i could
0: i could see that
2: i had
1: better
0: um,
2: experiences i like i liked advanced but Warfare. but you know that better, 100 but. gigs Actually, right guys
1: I, I liked advanced warfare
2: a lot <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that 100 gigs we, right. we lost yeah. the
1: force for the trees on that one guys but uh that's okay
2: I was trying to make a Call of Duty joke, but I couldn't in there. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: but yeah, I mean, that's obviously what we we think. I mean, what what do you guys think about the situation? 100 gigs? How many? Like, this is this is a genuine question. I would like to know how many games are you going to have to delete in order to actually like download one of these and not only that but then think about it what if you want to get both games (laughs) that's another thing like oh my god so uh let us know you can comment um down below or you can go to tx3 productions on twitter or threat x3 productions on facebook let's get to our new um segment since we don't have weekly grind we're trying to make a couple of more different discussion segments so our next one is lists All right, on lists, we're going to do lists. <laughs> lists. Um, so today I thought would be mm, a really cool thing have to talk about. We just got a leak that Harry Potter is going to be having its own little standalone game. It's going to be set like hundreds of years, like even before Dumbledore. So it's going to have its very own story to tell. And so I thought a really cool list might be... What other franchise, and it doesn't have to be superhero or anything, just what other franchise, period, could use a Arkham or Spider-Man or Harry Potter treatment that they could have their own story? It's attached to the universe, just like Arkham and Spider-Man, obviously. It's attached to the franchise, but it's also able to sort of do their own thing. So,
2: So, oh, that was cool. We did it at the same time.
0: Go ahead and finish so, what you're say. Let's get going.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Before we get started, if for anyone else who, who who's who's listening who has seen that that clip from, from a while back ago of the Harry Potter oh, like hand pepper. puppet things. Oh we will get why Snape. I laughed whenever Snape. he said Snape. <laughs> whenever <laughs> he said Dumbledore. <laughs> Dumbledore <laughs> He said that and I was like just Harry, started Potter, Harry Potter. Ooh Harry Potter. Harry Potter
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god
2: yeah (laughs) anyway let's get started all right so let's
0: let's let's try to get maybe around five or something like that let's talk about like what other franchise would be really good for an arkham slash spider-man slash like harry potter you know like something something that isn't i guess a good another good way to put it arkham and spider-man are both they are their characters but then harry potter is so far attached where it's still the universe but it's not so it's like those are
2: it's an experience yeah, you haven't exactly. experienced. So like which, which, which those with two, that, and it could that. be either one. It yeah. could be
0: the actual character or it could be so far removed that it's, you know, able to do its own thing. So le- I mean, let, let's go, let's go down the rabbit yeah. hole and so, figure out exactly like what would be really good.
1: So are we basically asking like what franchises deserve the, the going into an IP and treating the IP with yes. respect as a game instead exactly. of just doing a cheap license game? Uh, I think I have a very go with, good go starting it. answer. I'm curious as to what you guys start on it. Uh, Avatar: The Last Ooh, Airbender. Okay. Uh, it's a series that I think makes total sense as a game, and it's only been give, given like very small. Uh, and, and it was funny because the developer behind it was Platinum. Which, if you asked me, who a great developer for a game like that would be? I think <laughs> Platinum time, would be a great yes. answer uh but it was not a good game <laughs> so i mean and it was it was exactly what we're talking about it, it was them getting an ip and then not treating it with any real It was respect. very and 90s in the it was, sense uh,
0: that it's like you know they took it and they just were trying to make a game they weren't trying to they weren't trying to move any type of envelope at all
2: no, yeah, not Ava- at all. Avatar would make oh, yeah. a perfect RPG mm-hmm. style game now. Uh, maybe, maybe yeah.
0: even something of like an Avatar, like MMO or something. So you could be an Airbender, you could be a Firebender, or something like yeah. that. I mean, I think that yeah. maybe not even e- MMO the- necessarily, but kind of maybe um, the the way that Harry Potter is looking in the sense that um, it's going to be an open world RPG, and so something like that, but in the Avatar universe might also be kind of cool.
1: Yeah, though, I do think the DCUO treatment would work for it, uh, which is going towards the, MMM, uh, the MMO route um, and letting you start off and go, okay, well, what nation do you want to be from? Uh, that will obviously influence what um, – and really, they could separate it where it's like a, you have you start in whatever nation you want, but you can also choose whatever bending you want to start off. Or they could tie them to where if you start in the water nation, of course, mm-hmm. you're going to be a water bender. Um but I think there's a lot of ways to play off of that and the the way it would probably work more to just let people start where they want to start and let you become a bender of where you want to be. Uh, that way you can still all easily group up with friends without having to traverse across the entire map just to get to each other, which is a problem that uh, mm-hmm. Gil- Guild Wars 2 had uh, where you could start massively different ways from each other. And so if just because you wanted to play with each other, you had to like, play a bunch by yourself just to get to each other. Um, but I think yeah, I think it works for uh, a, a. I'm not going to say Skyrim, but a Skyrim slash Witcher mm, style, yeah, yeah. very big open world where you just give me powers and I run out uh, and you and I do side quests and stories. And of course, you can move through the arc of if it's going to be a single player game where you are the avatar and you're just you start the game off learning. You could always go that route, and then you could go through the game, and some of the big moments could be you going through and doing things that help you train uh, to master certain bending, so that you can become the avatar you need to be. Um, or you could even do it where Uh, It's more like, okay, well, this is somebody who's already been an avatar for a while. Um, So I think that the challenge on the game side of that would obviously be... Um, trying to figure out how to make yeah, progression right. feel rewarding because if you're starting from scratch uh, it's kind of like infamous second son where when you would actually pull somebody else's power in it makes sense you just got it you're not familiar with it so as you play and you progress with it you can unlock more ways to make yourself better at that and i think that that would work in the same sense yeah. you'd be able to move through it that
0: um way. i just thought of a really good one the matrix now we've already uh, we've already obviously had ah. Matrix games, but the the ma- entered the Matrix sure. was from Naomi and Ghosts' perspective. Um, B- Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't awful. I liked it it for its bullet times and stuff like that. And then I want to say Matrix Path of Neo. Obviously, that was the Path of Neo, so that was straight up just the movie. I think a really good one would be The Matrix, and then obviously the Architect mentions how there's been many, uh, the ones before. So maybe we get Mm. one of those Mm -hmm. stories where it's like we get the story of one of the ones that came before you.
1: Maybe, and I think that that's interesting because one of the biggest pulls about The Matrix, definitely the first movie, is this weird ploy between trying to tie, and I, it would definitely make fun mechanic-wise uh, because we've seen other games do this recently with like Titanfall 2 and even Dishonored 2 where you can pull between being in one. Like you're in The Matrix and then you can pull out, I guess even Assassin's Creed-like where oh, yeah. you pull out mm-hmm. into the real world and the real world you are going through your stuff. Uh, and I think that you could obviously weave a cool storyline with that that should make even more sense than what I felt like Assassin's Creed was trying trying to do um so i mean I, I think that that would actually be a really cool one uh, it's funny that all of these also make sense as an mmo in yeah, for I some mean, reason actually, i don't know why enough, they did
0: have an mmo matrix or whatever but i mean this is we're talking like early 2000s mmo and i mean it was not i mean it very yeah, well might, yeah. might as well have been everquest with how like bad it looked and it's interactivity and stuff hey
1: you do not you do not disrespect everquest it is the the crown achievement mm. of MMOs and got us to where we are with MMOs yeah, to this uh-huh, day, uh-huh. sir.
0: Yeah, yeah. See, I hear what you're saying, but then <laughs> also I'm hungry, so, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. You tell to me work. what to do! <laughs> uh... But yeah, I think I think Matrix, but you're a completely different character. You're far enough removed from Neo where it's like you know, oh, but let's where's Neo in this timeline? Not having to worry about this, but also getting the powers of Mm. Neo because you are one of the ones, and so being able to do something like that, I think that would be really, really interesting. And as far as you know, even sure. in this in the style of like uh Spider Man where it's a giant open world, like you have these really cool, like maybe traversal um mechanics where like you can run up a building or you can jump from one building to another. Um, but now you have guns and sure. you know everything yep. and uh yeah, I think I think it could I could it could definitely it could definitely be interesting if done right, which is obviously that's what we're going off of. We're Ooh. assuming that they're all gonna go right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, I've, got, like, I've absolutely. got a very cool mechanic idea in the Matrix game when you go to pull up your inventory instead of a weapon wheel it's the nice. wheel with all the weapons and Dude, like everything, I, I was going to say that
1: uh, yes I was going to say that I was like that would be so amazing and it would yeah. be visually spectacular yeah. you know it would look crazy in game like as soon as you hit pause the racks just yeah. and fly up beside you do, 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 that would do, be do, awesome do. yeah who knows though, that may be a better on paper, uh, but not quite as good in execution because you remember Fable 3 when they had it to where when you hit start, you'd go to like this room. <laughs> it did yeah. not, it, it it looked cool and it was a cool idea, but ultimately it made the game worse because it was like, I'm spending more time in the menus to do the same thing I was able to do like four times yeah. quicker in the old Fable menu system. Mm-hmm. So it's it you run the risk of going both ways, but it would definitely be cool <laughs> right. for a little while at least.
0: All right. So do we have another one? Nate, you haven't said one yet, I'm trying to think
2: mine the only one I can think of, and mine's kind of a, a cheat answer just because there's stuff that's in the works that we that we, but we don't know anything about it. Okay. I'd probably say star wars um, now, to be fair i all of the Star Wars games that have come out, I don't think have been treated with any sort of disrespect, I think mm-hmm. all but maybe a few have been. Really yeah. good and handled really well, but I just, I think back to yes, Genesis, the Force Unleashed definitely. and how just fantastic it was because it kind of now, nowadays, it kind of feels like an Arkham or yeah, a Spider-Man a thing point. like yeah. we're talking about here. It's a, it's a universe that we know, but it's a story we've never heard before and treated yeah. with nothing yeah. but care.
1: Yeah, actually that's, that is one of my biggest examples of how we have absolute unequivocal proof that star wars games can be done fantastically um and we don't quite get them that way you know i mean i'm not no no hate on how battlefront has ended up coming out um even though i didn't play yeah even though i didn't play the story of two it's just obviously still not enough it's not exactly what people want i mean and applause to ea for still trying to support the game and doing what they're doing and of course enough people bought the game that they need to do that um you know estimated they only lost about a million sales from all of the uh microtransaction uh, debates and controversy. But that said, I mean, that's a, that's a great answer, man. Star Wars can – it's such a shame uh, that the – what was it? Star Wars 1313? Um, right. 13, 13, is that what it's called? Yeah. Uh, Iron yeah, Iron dude. One. That looked that, – it's funny because that's exactly what I wanted in a whole different sense. Now, of course – it looks like that's maybe kind of the direction that we're going with the, uh, we know the visceral one is not going to end up Jedi fallen something. But, yeah, that's yeah, why I yeah, said the, it was the, kind the,
2: of a cheat answer. Cause we know that's coming. Yeah. We the yeah, response working on. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely um but you, you know like i can probably count a handful of really bad star wars games like, like apart from from battlefront whatever. the problem with battlefront 2 in particular the, the of course the new one i'm not talking about the original and it's something that me and anthony from ps best friends have talked about multiple multiple times on our other star wars podcast hello there um yeah. <laughs> is the fact that battlefront 2 feels completely different from Battlef- battlefront 1 Battlefront 1 feels like a yes. Star Wars sim. Like, it feels really cool. It feels arcade But something about the way that they designed Battlefront 2, it feels like mm-hmm. a completely different game. Yeah, like so you're saying across like the,
1: the DICE one? So, from yeah, the dice basically ones. the sequel, Yeah. I I didn't play two. I did play one, uh, and one just didn't have enough to make it really seem worth it to me. And because I'm, I'm I'm kind of a story snob, I really like stories. And since I didn't have it, I was like, well, I just don't care about multiplayer that much. I can't justify yeah. sixty dollars on a multiplayer only experience. Um, but that's interesting. I've not heard anybody say that. Um,
2: yeah. Well, the but, star cards in particular, like the star card system in one, is 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 simple. Like, okay, I pick up this. When I first got into Battlefront 2 and started playing multiplayer, I'm like, I don't understand how these work. Like, I don't know what to do. And so I just kind of played just kind of like whatever I was given. And then I mostly just played hero Mm -hmm, stuff because it was mm -hmm. the easiest to understand.
0: Hmm. Yeah. What about Supernatural? Something set in the supernatural um, universe. But maybe even play as, like, the Winchester dad, like, as he's, like, because then you can have that, like, God of War, you know, you have to look after your sons, but you also have to go and hunt monsters.
2: So God of War slash Tomb Raider hub world. (laughs)
1: Yeah, that sounds kind like of, it would work, actually. I'm not a huge mad, Supernatural fan, but right? I do I do know what you're talking about. And I, I know enough about it to be able to understand what you're trying to say. I think that would work. Uh, good, I think God of War was a great example of showing exactly what you're talking about, that that you can use that parent thing. And, of course, The, the Last of Us, you know, the the beginning of The Last of Us and all that stuff going through. You can u- You can utilize trying to play a parent mm-hmm. in a very strong exactly. fashion for story purposes. So I think that would be really cool and then mechanically of course too because god avoids yeah. a lot mechanically with that uh i like i actually like that and you know, of course that was a a source of like contention across across different people going on as, is as a going to be in your way is going to be yeah, annoying He never was i, I it actually really surprised me i mean maybe really even you
0: could play as like so, the, w- the grandpa cuz i know the grandpa comes from like another family of hunters you know or i mean even even then like maybe it could be like harry potter where it's far enough removed from supernatural so you're just playing as a family and maybe you have something similar happen where like a banshee comes and kills your mom or dad and so then you you start researching these things um but maybe having it like og like assassin's creed where like you have the investigation phase and then you have the um then you have like the hunting phase and then you have like the killing phase or something like that. I think something like that and uh, maybe not open world Hmm. necessarily, but, but maybe like like, something like a Bioshock where each area is, meant to be explored and so having something like that and so you're visiting like the backwoods of america and so each one is basically a small town and so you just go from like mission to mission that way and there's like different things or and maybe it could even be like dishonored where you could take each situation on multiple ways so that it's replayable oh there you go yeah exactly
1: yeah that would be cool I think as far as the hunting goes, uh, a good idea across that one.
0: I don't know that I'd go
1: the Assassin's Creed route because one of my biggest problems with the original Assassin's Creed, and they've started to ratify that with these newest games like uh, Origins and then Odyssey moving forward with it, um, is that the Assassin's Creed games always did too much to take control out of your hand at the biggest moments and it was like I remember the first Assassin's Creed game and even two uh, it was still a problem where you would go towards somebody that you're supposed to be assassinating and like you don't get to choose how you assassinate them you're just supposed to walk up to them kind of and then it, the, the game takes right, control and right. becomes a cutscene where you stab them and then hold them and they give you exposition well, see, and it may work as a story device but it doesn't work as a game device because it's taking too much away from you so I think if I was going to go around I like the idea of breaking it up yeah. where it's like you're looking for them see, stuff, the, the, but the benefit- uh, I assume did, did both of you play the Witcher
0: is that like each one has a different way of killing them. So like some, you know, like werewolves mm-hmm. or silver bullets, vampires are stakes, you sure. know, yeah, yeah. um, certain ones you have to get like a goat, horn and stab them or you know so like each monster has a very different way of killing them and so your your job would be to investigate that and then maybe go find that item or or find a black market merchant who will help you do it maybe he'll have you do like side missions for you to get that item and then you go in for the, the hunt and the kill
1: well, well, that so, basically so, reinforces. Uh, sorry, uh, but that basically right. reinforces well. So I, I think The Witcher would be a good choice for that. When you're doing The Witcher contracts, where you're going out and hunting monsters, and you're talking oh, yeah, about mm-hmm, what their yeah. weaknesses are, uh, I, think, I think that's a good example of how uh, of of yeah. to pull that one off. You know?
2: well, so, so real quick for clarification, you said the grandfather. You're not talking uh, about Bobby,
0: right? Is that the bald guy who is also the smoking man? Uh, no. Oh no, that's so not when, the smoking man,
2: you, but he is from Maxwell's. <laughs> <clears throat> So when do you meet the uh, grandfather? Because I'm like season. Uh, yeah, I guess three or you four.
0: haven't met the grandfather then.
2: Okay, I just want to make sure that I just want to make sure that that was right. So something I want to bring up that's actually the what? opposite of what we're talking about <laughs> is speaking of Assassin's Creed, is is the opportunity they had with the Michael Fassbender movie. It. So when that movie was coming out, I was very excited, a because I love Michael it's Fassbender. Your, uh, B the it's one just of the, a shrill. Yes, because i went to one of the things I loved about the original Assassin's Creed, like one yeah. to Ezio to three and even to four is the present day stuff. I was very in, enthralled with the story of Desmond and I liked where that was going. So to kind of have a, a real life motion picture depiction of something similar to that, I was like, oh, this is going to be cool. And it, just how much they dropped the ball on that is is remarkably interesting because any director who who gets this, I, if I got that script, I would be like, okay, I would do this, mm-hmm. this, this, and this with it, and it really just seemed like, hey, let's mention these things that people like in Assassin's Creed and show it to them, and then that's it, and then just show them something that happens in the past mm-hmm. and have nothing make sense. <laughs> I mean, I don't get me wrong, I like it; it's entertaining, it's a good popcorn flick, but like that is a an example of showing a mm-hmm. IP disrespect. Because, sure. yeah, yeah, like, yeah. it It was just like, it, like, that story, to anyone who knows how to write or just is interested in stories, you have someone, you have these people who have these machines that you can go into your ancestors' memories, and there's also the stuff with, like, artifacts, and, like, like, Apple of Eden, Spear of Destiny, like, occult items. Mm-hmm. People have done literally everything with that, and you do nothing with it? It's like, well... <laughs> (laughs) It goes back to
1: something I said of the problem uh, in our most recent episode that's going to be up uh, Monday, so So uh, the 8th. But anyway... Uh, yeah plug shameless uh, but it, it does really tie into the conversation which is that uh, the biggest problem with movies and turning games into movies is that there are people who have vested interest in terms of the money that they're putting in and the fact that they are financing it uh, there's people who are worried about getting the right actors in so that it will do the most money that it can and it may be actors that don't even want to do the job but they're doing it because they're getting enough money so that reflects on how they portray the character how much they care about the character that 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 goes on to who they get to write the script whether the script writer cares about mm-hmm. um, you know Assassin's Creed as a video game. Uh, whether or not they're getting pressure from the people who are going to distribute the movie to make sure that this does this, so that they get the biggest, maximized, uh, you know, potential for return. And it's the problem of business because uh, my per- my basic example was like uh, the Uncharted short that came out on Jesus. YouTube that featured Nathan Phileon. Did you all watch that? Yeah, and it was great, right? Yes, you know why it was so great. No one had no one had vested. Yeah, exactly. No one had vested interest. I'm pretty sure, and definitely when you see how excited Nathan Villian was about being able to be Nathan Drake, who since the first game, I have said oh my God, please right. let Nathan Fillion be Nathan Drake. Well, see, um, I
2: said that until I saw him in Santa Clarita Diet recently. I'm like, man, he got hey, fat. Hey. <laughs> oh, <laughs> And then yeah. and I saw him as Nathan Drake. <laughs> <laughs> <And> <laughs> but he worked out as Nathan Drake, did he not? You he know? did. That's, no, no, yeah, he looked great, yeah.
1: Yeah, and, and it worked out and it actually told the story of where, I I, I actually think the story of 4 makes yes, more sense definitely. as a movie than it does as a game. Uh, weirdly enough, I think the rest of, I mean, it's still a good game. I, mean, I, I enjoyed it, but um, you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, but that's my point is that that was a passion project. Nobody had to worry about the money. I mean, somebody paid for the stuff that they did, but it was people who paid because no worry about what they were going to get back from it. It was just about making sure that this was as good as it could possibly be and you had actors that also cared about that and you had people who understand who understood what Uncharted is and they understood the tone and that they just tried copying that uh, and making a purely original story disconnected from the rest of the games it has nothing to do with that. It's more about, you know what these characters are, what purpose they serve, uh, so you can write around that and you understand the basics of who they are and what they do in the story, and then you know what the tones the story is trying to have, which is like a, an action flick where all this crazy stuff's going on, but it's intriguing, and then you have that really seriously, emotionally weightful moment where it's like, oh my God, what's he going to do? Uh, yeah. and, that's that, and, and it was perfect, and that's why I think that Hollywood movies, the only example of a movie, and it's still... It got a little bit of backlash, uh, but I think one of the only examples of a video game movie that I have enjoyed really and truly was uh, Silent Hill, yeah. the original Silent Hill. I feel like it it basically it understood the tone of what Silent Hill is. It wasn't trying to just copy the script, and it was like, we know what we're kind of working with, and we're going to try and do it as close to what we can as we can. It didn't worry about having the yeah. biggest-named actors or anything. It just got people that they thought would be able to pull it off, and I actually enjoyed yeah, it. It's not I actually really movie, liked it. I, I thought, but it's enjoyable.
0: I thought at least... On how they portrayed the movie, it was very much like I want to say the first two acts were actually very faithful to like what I remember of Silent Hill. It wasn't until the third act that they're yeah, like, and again, oh, you part know, of like, it yeah, is absolutely. the idea. So you know, let's go a different way over here, and so yeah, that's the only time it falters. But even then, sure. I feel like. The changes they made still made sense in their universe. It wasn't so out. Yeah, it wasn't so in out the of context. Field. Yeah, um, but hey, since we brought up Nathan Fillion, what about a Firefly game? Boy, mm-hmm. I w-
1: I'm glad that you said that because I think Firefly right? would be maybe a perfect p- game maybe, series. Maybe, p-
0: maybe pre Space <laughs> well, Untold. Yeah, right. It's exactly maybe what I want. Pre- um, <laughs> oh, I just lost her name. What's the girl who has the? you know, she can kick ass and stuff. River. Uh, Jeez. I wanted to say sky for some reason. Oh yeah. Okay. Anyways. Okay. So river. So maybe pre river. So they're still outlaws. They're still doing whatever the hell they want because obviously once river came up, they still, you know, obviously pulled off jobs or whatever, but you know, it was very much more about, you know, her struggle and stuff like that. Even, even the movie obviously was 100% about her. Oh, so, Serenity so, is so like so if we good. if we have the chunk oh. before her, and so we get to maybe see their story, and you know, then it's far enough detached from like even the series itself, where like we could go on these really cool adventures and get to know get to know them. Absolutely,
2: that's a well, great so, answer. Yeah. Unfortunately for me, don't I'm going sh- to on, on all of you this dare, right sir? now. <clears throat> because much my, uh, much as i love firefly this actually came into uh conversation uh about like the marvel games is i think a parallel that would still fit in the same thing would be a Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy yeah. game. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, actually. I mean Guardians of the Galaxy is basically Marvel Firefly.
0: <laughs> yeah. In, it's in so point, many
1: yeah. ways. It's a, obviously yeah. it's, a, it's a little more grandiose. Uh, if you look but, at I the mean, movie, the comic yeah. books not
0: well, so the one, not so much, but yeah, the movie for sure is pretty yeah. much yeah, Firefly.
2: Well, so mine might be too comparable to the one that you said, but what about a kind of mystery game involving either Riverdale or Scooby-Doo, like a modern day version of that?
1: No. I would need to watch more Riverdale to figure out where they go on. That, I don't. There's something about the way I, of Riverdale is working. I have working not personally I, watched I Riverdale,
0: and I'm not super. I'm intrigued with the terrifying or the something with the, the new Sabrina. They're doing the exact same thing where they're making it super. Oh, yeah. like yeah. dark and brooding or whatever. I'm.
2: No, but Sabrina looks
1: super yeah. like,
2: messed and up. I'm, I'm a, yeah, <laughs> it, it
1: actually looks dark in a, in a better way. Something about Riverdale just comes off as like, and don't get me wrong, I'm an emo through and through. Well, um, so the reason why but, I
2: said Riverdale is because they are turning the Archie series into a more like each season is, right. is a mystery that they're trying to solve. Now, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, for, since neither of you have really gotten for into reasons. it. reasons. When Riverdale season one came for out. For reasons. What? <laughs> for reasons when Riverdale I thought you said freeze and I stopped um, <laughs> when Riverdale season one came out my wife and I were watching it and we were like three episodes in and I turned to her and I said this show is so bad that I can't stop oh so it,
0: it was a walking dead like, situation. it's, it's it. not it,
2: callback well no, no 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 it's not that it was actually really bad it's not. that it's actually really bad, but it, I was sitting here going like, "I see, kind of where they're going with this. Like, this is very on the nose, but yeah. I can't stop watching it." And then it actually it got way I better. I just than don't that later get how season. do you but get Archie I guess comics? More a,
0: and they're like, "You know what? The, it would be the best way to, um, to." adapt this let's make it a dark brooding totally effed up like teen drama like how does that even happen (laughs) sabrina now here's the one reason why sabrina at least intrigues me is because sabrina was always about being a witch and so turning something about witches into something dark and broody. It makes sense. But Riverdale is about teenagers. Yeah, sure. So turning like high school musical Riverdale. into um Repo Man twenty or Repo Man the musical is yeah, two completely yeah. different things. Okay. I guess
2: I guess okay, I guess take away Riverdale then, but I say Scooby Doo because I I recently kind of dredged up was some do this? great old <laughs> <laughs> uh, No, not, no. They're no,
0: not gonna do thinking, anything.
2: I was actually yeah, no, they're not gonna do anything. I was actually thinking more not... My first thing I was thinking of was Until Dawn. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got But you. maybe less in a yeah. heavy rain kind of story aspect. Like, like you know, the way it kind of is, is but maybe not the whole game is like cool. a six yeah. hour long interactive movie. Um But I was thinking about Scooby-Doo because Scooby-Doo. I went back and looked at some of the games that I used to love to play, like... um the Cyber Chase 1 oh yeah um on on the PS1 hey look uh, but- we
1: were young but they were fun in the thing i do think that there's a there's a reasonable way to go about making Scooby-Doo more mature like not not right. not overly crazy but you can definitely edge it up a little bit uh bring it more towards being mature and then you still have the ability to have Scooby bees like a, a, a I, the only thing is Scooby is the biggest point of like he would be good in terms of if you think about who the character is. Like he would be, and what his purpose is is he's comic relief. Him and Shaggy. Shaggy. But uh-huh. how do you make a
2: dog talking work in a game that's supposed to be well? And I mean, feeling? let's. I tell you exactly. I tell you exact. Hold on. So, sorry, I tell you exactly. how you do it. You- to kill two birds with one stone. You make him more mature by having uh, Shaggy actually be a fucking pothead. And two, have the main thing be that Shaggy is the one that can hear Scooby because he's <laughs> so high. And then he ends so up. It doing only
1: happens because of the. Yeah, oh, so he's basically funny. hallucinating it. But I was going to say another take would be. Sure. I, I would say the other side would be to somehow want to take it towards. I, I think the Wolf Among Us did a very good job of going in between where they chose an art style and a reason behind the stuff that made it to where when you saw animals yeah. talking it didn't feel weird. Partially because of the art style. So don't go yeah. hyper realistic with your art. Try and give yourself a cool style that works so that when you see this dog talk it doesn't well, right. feel and so out of the blue. and I think another thing that
0: we're we're missing the note on is that, you know, it it could be it, the the games that we're talking about can be like Arkham and Spider Man, but that what that can also mean that they just treat the property good it doesn't mean that it has to be like sure per- that's what and that's Rudy what i'm aiming at with it so yeah. we can still have like a goofy scooby-doo yeah, no, game, no, no, that, yeah. but just done yeah. in the in the style of like reinventing i guess that might be a better way to put it is reinventing because that's really what arkham did for the batman as a gaming series and some might even say like as characters because now like so many more people got a hold of him and started playing as batman but yet they were so faithful to it that it made it it made it okay for those who have been around
2: for a while yeah sure yeah everyone who knew Mm -hmm. it's kind of the same way with spider-man too like if you know a lot of spider-man lore you're like oh i get that and, you know, then you have some things that are very, and I think we'll probably talk about soon, that oh, hey, are egregious, where you're sitting there going, I literally mm-hmm. know what's exactly about to happen. Yeah. Why are you cookie crumbing me? So, I it? mean, I think yes. that was yeah.
0: five. Yeah. That, was, uh, that was about five of them.
2: Was it? It might have I been more than, more than five, five but, but still, there yeah, was a good, the list, <laughs> a good list of
0: games uh, or franchises that we think could use an Arkham, Spider Man, Harry Potter treatment. So, if you guys have any more suggestions, go ahead and, and let us know. Um, heading up next, we're going to be having a nice open discussion. So, everybody's going to have their own topic. So, open discussions up next. all right um so there's a couple of topics we want to talk about here since we're kind of leaning into it already let's go ahead and go with yours uh brett so go ahead and introduce it
1: all right um basically my topic was going to be like he said, we've already kind of touched on it in some, in some point. Uh, but when do developers basically start to take more chances with IPs that they get licensed out to them? Now, I think that uh, we've seen we've seen some of this. So we saw it somewhat happen with uh, Batman. Uh, one of my biggest things I love about Arkham City, uh, and I specifically say Arkham City and not the whole franchise, because Arkham City did a good job of me never... It does such a good job of foreshadowing So that if you go back and, as you know stuff, or if you have a really, really keen eye, you can kind of pick up on some things. But for the most part, you don't quite know what's going to happen in the game. Uh, Whereas I think that Spider-Man's falter was that I always felt like I knew what the next step was going to be. Some of it was because they were just Mm -hmm. blatantly throwing it in your face. Um, But, you know, uh, Arkham City was a great example of... (laughs) being true to what you know from the series but making sure that it wasn't so on the nose to something you've already seen that you can easily guess it uh we talked about with spider-man and even arkham knight both of those they leaned too much on a specific source material and then arkham knight made the uh fatal flaw of trying to hype up the the arkham knight as this very very specifically new character that they built from the ground up and they made it seem like it was going to be that just to pull the curtain out from underneath us and it be somebody that would already existed in the universe. I won't say just in case for some reason you've not played Arkham Knight. Um, But it was something that if you were a fan of Batman felt decidedly like, I knew this from a mile away. I knew it from when you announced it. I knew it from whenever I first saw them. It was just, it was a weird handling of it from a, a studio that otherwise had always handled the Batman thing where they balance of yeah. making sure it feels true by also feeling decidedly their own universe and like they were taking chances so they've 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 done exactly what i want more developers to do with ips that are licensed but they've also faltered in the same areas as others uh so what do you guys think about that
2: well so in in reference to the whole arkham knight thing as kind of briefed on this earlier i wasn't the one percent that had no idea what was going on during during the Arkham Knight, um, and like like uh, well, like you said, I'm not gonna do spoilers, but. I remember going like, "Oh, I wonder who that is." And then throughout yeah, the game, some... you have some flashback <laughs> memory scenes, and I'm like, "Man, why are they showing a lot of this character? That's weird." And then when the reveal happened, I was like, "Oh, fucking <laughs> duh!" Like I was like, "That makes so much more sense." But and and but now that I think about it, though, you're right. In retrospect, they really should have kept it as not even shown who the Arkham Knight was, um, like just not show well, the for... character at all, and just have be yeah. Scarecrow and a lot of their the marketing actually was talking about
0: how uh, Scarecrow was going to be was going to be the the main villain. So then, for them to even
1: and he was mild, right? mildly exactly. in the so game. I mean, very, for them
0: to market so little, heavily yeah. as Arkham, or even to call it Arkham Knight, other than they wanted to have each one have the word Arkham in them, <laughs> it's like that's the only reason. Um, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, like why why market it that way? If anything, maybe that would have helped certain people not know what's coming. Because I'm definitely in the camp of the same camp camp as brett where i knew from the very beginning exactly who um who the arkham knight was gonna be and then yeah when you said those flashbacks or whatever i was like well thanks for hitting me over the head with it so like it wasn't like it wasn't clever right? it was just like beating me over the head it's like yeah
2: well, because the fact that there wasn't even any, like, Easter eggs from any of the other games about that character. like exactly. it, There wasn't, like, kind of how in Arkham City, when you go to that one spot where this chalk outline of your parents, where they mm-hmm. died, and you yeah. have that, like, nice little moment, there wasn't anything like mm-hmm. that. There wasn't any paper clippings or anything in the Batcave. Of, yeah, those, of those like darn time kind jumps of thing.
0: when they happen off camera.
1: It's, it, it was a weird situation. But, you know, we definitely are in a – so so me and you, uh, Nate, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I knew. You're the one who said you knew? Okay. Nick. So when you, when you think about that, we're in the particular <laughs> Nick. Okay, thank you. Um, anyway, Nick, <laughs> with that, when we're in a predicament where basically – we knew enough about the character that, uh, and enough about Batman as a whole, probably due to just outward interest outside of just the Arkham games. Yeah, that's right. why it was so bad to us. So when it showed, if you if you take away that when they showed the flashbacks, I get for people who did, who had no clue uh, that that was an, an okay way to do that because it decided it felt true to try and explain to you how we led to this point. And it definitely, once they revealed who it was as to why this stuff had happened. Uh, but at the same point, some of it wasn't explained good, even from a standpoint of somebody new, like they didn't explain enough about why race was, why, you know, why the, the Lazarus pit is involved and all this stuff. But I think the other side of it is that regardless of people like us, the Arkham games are already big and they would obviously pull more people into Batman. So I think the other thing that was a disservice to exactly why they did that is that the the, the Red Hood animated movie came out like two years, three years prior, a maybe a little yeah. bit longer than that. But what I mean is that it definitely lessens the lessen the blow when you, definitely if you watched the animated movie and then you go in the game if you didn't know going in which it still should have been obvious as soon as the first flashback happened you would have been like oh, I and it was a, it's a weird thing and I had the same problem with Spider Man where as soon as the the first scene where you see what's going on you're like well I know how this game's going to end now uh, well, and so it, go ahead oh you're good I, I don't want to go too far of, of course talking about Spider Man for spoilers as it's a very fresh game um, well you know. so
2: I I like. Uh, I kind of want to slightly just cause I haven't beat the game, but I kind of do want to talk about the point that I'm at. Um, <clears throat> just, just to kind of go, what we're talking about. So I'm pretty sure the thing, the main thing you're talking about and it, you know, not to towards the actual end of the game, but the, the one in particular I'm talking about is the interactions with your boss. Yep. That's all I'm going to say. Yep. And like, I, I'm with you. I kind of wish they would have went something original like that, but From what I've seen, and granted, I don't know how the game ends, I kind of feel like going forward, a superior Spider-Man story could be put into place just based on their interactions together. Um, Sure. Because of how... Yeah. Yeah. So, so, but when you go to the lab to, like, do certain things, and, like, there's one scene in particular where there's a item there, and you're like, hey, Doc, what's this? It's like, oh, that's... I'm like, well, uh, I understand... It just felt so beating me over the head, and I know exactly. it wasn't trying yeah. to. There's no
1: nuance. The, the game, yeah, there's really none. Yeah, the game is very devoid of trying to give you the room as the, as the player and the person experiencing it to kind of let yourself fall in there. That's why I say it's it's so predictable that while it's still a good story, uh, it's so predictable that the lack of nuance makes it to where you just – you. You almost care less. There's a couple of really strong scenes later in the game, uh, and the pacing gets a lot better and doesn't drop as much as it does in the beginning parts of the game. Um, but, I mean, re- honestly, I, I guarantee you, even though you're not at the end of the game, I guarantee you know how this game is going to end. I guarantee you could guess it right now. Uh, well, now, we're, we're not going to do that, but my point right. being is that you, if you even have a mild interest in Spider-Man, you know what's about to happen.
2: Well, so, and, go ahead. No, that, that, that's it. That's good. so I do see where you're saying like you can see where things are going and this could be just me like I get I guess I am naive when it comes to games but um when I finished act two like when I'm playing Act one act two I kind of got used to the routine of everything I'm like all right this is you know I'm doing this okay this is fun but I'm doing this again when I finished act two and like how I played after that I was like oh okay that's cool it immediately just changed direction like I I didn't like how jarring it was but at the same time I liked it because it's like oh I feel like I'm playing a different game
1: yeah I'm trying to remember exactly where the where the place so but is it after the jail scene
2: it's after the it yes it's after the. Jail that's scene. what I thought
1: uh, so yeah. yeah no you're right that's where the game hits its stride and even then though it hits stride there but it just makes you realize where the rest of the game kind of dropped the ball uh, and it's a very interesting thing because you don't get to spend enough time with the uh, w- w- with the new villain set up um, they spend too much time on one particular villain in the game uh, it, it's it's but that's not quite into the the the, the spirit of the discussion i guess i mean maybe it is do you have a way that you're trying to tie that back in i'm out of curiosity i don't want to go too well, far outside no, you know so so
2: like to to your comment of like it's it's predictable yes it is but i wasn't expecting that tonal change that complete 180 mm-hmm. after i got to that part and so like I'm excited to play more because I was kinda I wasn't getting burnt out, but I was like, All right, you know, I'm looking for something else just to kind of like yes. play I, something different. I do and know so what you're talking that, about though. Yeah, when that yeah.
1: happens you suddenly care. It's like, oh, I, I really want to play this game now. Like yeah, I, it gives
2: me more immediacy. Like whereas I'm like, I can press pause, I don't have to go talk to Aunt May right now. I can press pause in real life and then go do something else. Absolutely. But after yeah. that I'm like, I have to do this now.
1: Yes, yes. And you're right. And I wish the whole game had that because I do feel like um And this goes into more of like, again, it's taking chances and it's trying to figure out where it's at. And like one of the things Arkham City did so well is that you could immediately, the whole game had a sense of immediacy. And you could immediately go and if you got a very sense of like urgency by your own, like by yourself, and you're like, oh man, I feel like I really want to go see what's going on next, you could go do it. There's a couple of times in the first couple of acts uh, for Spider-Man where it's like, when I say it, they're trying too hard to be like, beat you over the head again with the fact that you're Spider-Man and you're supposed to go around and save the city and do a bunch of menial tasks. And I know that that's something that's very true to Spider-Man as a character, but it's not really fun as a game. Uh, so I feel like they were trying to take chances, but they were also trying to stay too true to Spider-Man in a way that they were trying to write to walk a tight rope that they just didn't quite hit. Right. And I feel like that that's something that with a sequel will definitely be addressed because this is starting a game. Um, but it, it there's a there you always want that in a game you want this you want a, a scale a pace that scales and continuously leaves you interested so that you don't want to stop you don't want to hit start and be like well i'm gonna go do this real quick because it doesn't really matter if i talk to her right now this is unimportant and yeah. the another thing the game does is drops the ball uh, on a timing thing where after something interesting happens and you should be able to just instantly go and Feed your curiosity by going and seeing what's next about it. The game forces your hand to go no, swing around and do a bunch of nothing, or to sit here for five minutes while this background timer that you don't get to see happens, and then we finally call you with where to go next.
2: See, I like that because it, it, like, I, I like it in the sense of it gave me actual time to go clean stuff clean stuff up and sure. do it like like to where this is a game in particular that i can imagine that i can clean everything up and do all the side missions before i even beat the game yep now i probably won't because well, i have for the most part honestly i've got most of the landmarks and i think i have like 50 backpacks i think i'm missing five yeah that's exactly the, how i played the but, only thing i'm dragging my feet on is the fucking taskmaster missions because yeah. good i can't Oh, the challenges are just, I, they just <laughs> get on my nerves so bad
1: <laughs> yeah yeah But no, you're right. You can do that. Now, the the reason that I had a problem with it is that I was – parts of the games that didn't have a sense of urgency by nature of where the story was going at that particular part uh, i would go ahead and go do that in between as i felt like the need and definitely when you're when you're swinging between <laughs> areas but then when something interesting would happen i don't want it to force me to wait five minutes i've already screwed around for 30 minutes and then i go to this mission, swing. which is interesting yep. and then directly after i can't keep the pace up they drop it for me uh now that's not necessarily them not taking chances uh, that's more just a complaint with the with the game set up uh, i yes. do think that They tried to take chances in some way. I want to give the game some credit. Of course, they took chances in trying to pull from uh, Spider-Man villains that a lot of people would not necessarily be familiar with if they're just surface Spider-Man fans. But they Uh, also played it really safe. Exactly. And I think that they also spent too much time trying. It's it's a mixed bag, right? They wanted to introduce Mr. Negative, uh, which is somebody that a lot of people who like Spider-Man, unless you really do read the comics, you're not going to know who Mr. Negative is. Well, then they spent so much time because of the fact that they didn't think people were going to know who he was trying to build him up just for him by the end to feel like he was set up too much and then not resolved on enough. Um, and it's, they, in, in, it's a mixed bag for them because in trying to take chances in certain areas, it kind of hurt the flow of the game and the pacing of the game. And then in other areas, they didn't take enough chances, which kept the pacing fine, but too predictable. And, and it's just, I, I don't know. I, it's, Starting a game, I think it's probably smart, and I do still say that uh, I think that Spider-Man is the best starting game of a of a in this setup. Because I even think that it was stronger than Arkham uh, Asylum, even though Arkham Asylum is really good um, and it beats it out in a couple of areas. But in terms of giving you a whole feel, Arkham I mean uh, Spider-Man falls just short of Arkham City, and uh, from just a mm-hmm. few small things, it's amazing yeah. that they were able to pull that <laughs> off with the first game and not the sequel. You know what I mean? And so that's amazing. They have a really solid foundation and they could do some great things moving forward. And I hope they do that. And I hope that if they get the opportunity to make their own villain, that they really do go, you know what, guys? We're not going to fall back on someone else. We're going to make our own villain. We're going to – who would be a good villain? How are we going to stress something that's particular to how Spider-Man is and who Peter is as a character? How are we going to try and play off of those in ways that we don't feel like we've seen before that are wholly original to us and we're not working off of source material? do what we want to do and I hope that that's what we see and I think the same thing with like you know they can easily in these Harry Potter games that they're, they're, they're doing and they, they can easily make a fall flat story which has no real weight and they're just like, hey we want you to play in this world because you like Harry Potter and it's cool to mess around with spells and all the like creatures Destiny. yes like a Destiny 1 situation Yes, the story's
2: okay but let's just play around the world yes now of
1: course the flip side of that is they could actually try and make a weighty story and of course the first Harry Potter series has a weighty story across the whole span uh, and I, I like that and i mean if they want to try and do something like that great i mean i really hope they do but i don't want it to be derivative i guess is what i want to use as a word i don't want it to be so much sourced off of one particular thing that it ends up coming off unoriginal because it's just too derivative it it doesn't feel unique in any true sense Uh, i think the only thing that spider-man really gave me as a really truly unique feel um was the the suit and what the suits meant in in the game. I feel like everything else, I just was kind of par for the course. Like I I kind of knew what to expect. I mean, it was all good. I liked Peter. I liked how they cast Peter. I liked the way that Spider-Man worked. I mean, he had the right attitude and stuff, but it just felt like, oh yeah, this is, this is Spider-Man, but this is Spider-Man I've seen elsewhere. This is, there's a difference between doing something that you've seen elsewhere and staying true to the character. They could have done something more original and still made you go when you're playing like, oh, this is definitely Spider-Man, but this is unique and different in its own right. Mm-hmm. so I don't know
0: <laughs> is <a> <laughs> <conversation>. <laughs> it is
1: and I didn't quite mean for it to do that because I mean you could go a lot of places with it but we ended up kind of talking about that in general with like Star Wars you know uh, Star Wars Force and Lease like we talked about is one of those games that it took enough creative liberties while still trying to pull in and give you Easter eggs and things that you would like as a fan of the universe to where when you're playing it, it felt very rewarding. And it was like, this is really cool. And of course it falls flat, just a few little areas, but for the most part, it was like, man, they really understand what they're doing. And I think that partially that big, that came from it being Lucas arts who developed the game. Mm. Uh, And it was people who were very near and dear to the franchise as a whole anyway. Um, But it it may be, I, I mean, Insomniac did a great job and I would not be scared to give them another game. It's just, there's a, there's a line of, I want you to push even further, but some of that comes down to Spider-Man and Batman. And I, I was impressed by Batman being able to do it because they're exhausted characters. It is very hard to be unique and original with a character who's been around for 60 plus years, who's been iterated on in every conceivable way. Uh, and I thought, uh, one thing that we talked about prior to doing this, as we were loosely discussing the topic is, um, superman and like how do you make a compelling thing well that's that's another character who's been around so long and they've to try and keep him relevant they have to keep doing these weird retcons and stuff like this and making him more powerful and resetting the universes and the problem with
2: i'm not gonna get down in it i just want to make a statement the problem with superman now that i've noticed is there are two camps i fall in the camp of in general with the character i want clark kent who's also superman like i want his whole thing to be like i'm just a human like i'm just i'm just a like i'm not a human obviously but i'm just a guy that i also happen to be superman and i'm gonna fuck up yeah i can't be perfect like everyone thinks i am but you also have the other camp it's literally i think 50 50 or 60 40 the other camp that want silver age superman like superman is superman he's the symbol of freedom like get this clark nonsense out of here you know and so that's that's where I think your hardest thing is going to go with Superman just in general, well, story, it, video games, anything.
1: It's superhero in general, and, I'll, and that'll be my last bit on this too. But I think that exactly what you're asking for is essentially what we also got in Spider-Man. But it's also you expect it with superheroes because it's one of the only ways as you continue to power up superheroes and make them kind of – you always – you know what makes superheroes fun is the – overcoming adversity it's what makes dragon ball z cool you can't beat him suddenly you can because you know rallied together and pulled out that last ounce of strength or whatever uh and that stuff is cool but it starts to get to a point where it's hard to get too original because the only way to make a compelling superman story um definitely superman because of who he is as a a character and how they've powered him and all these weird rules he has is the only way you can really make a compelling story is to include clark and then play off of the whole the old paradigm of no matter how strong and how powerful you are, you can't be everywhere at once.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's and that's how that, that's, you know, most great superhero stories based around that. When you watch uh, Dark Knight, it pulls that off. When you play Spider-Man, it pulls that off. It's always just trying to balance things out. So eventually the games are going to, any game that tries to do that because it is a compelling way to do it uh, they're also going to start to feel old eventually. Uh, so, I mean, you know.
2: Dan, what, Dan your, your topic in, in in just in a general way i think because of arkham and because uh, really i guess because of arkham now and seeing the example that was laid with spider-man we're going to see i think we're in an age now where these ips whether they're movies or already existing video games are going to start getting more respect because people every like even in the mainstream people know hey cash grabs aren't good enough anymore and like greg miller has said this multiple times games nowadays can't just be good or can't just be okay. Like game, every game that comes out has to be great, or has to be mm-hmm. really good to to um be, to be able to be heard over the just volume yeah. of everything else.
1: There's a lot of stuff vying for your time and a lot of its quality. You know, if you look at the release schedule from last year and this year, there's a ton of games, and they're yep. all really good, or at least all of the big ones turned out to be really great. Definitely last year. Last year was a very heavy year for me.
2: Oh, this year's oh man. <laughs> Man, man, man. We're getting quality and qua- qua- quantity.
1: For the first time in what it feels like a, a long time, you know, really. I don't think that there's ever been a period of gaming where there's been this many really good games. And it makes you kind of uh, a weird critic because everything starts to be so good that when something falls short of that, even though it's really good, you end up... Like, that's kind of how I feel about my critiques on Spider-Man. It's like, why do I care that much? I mean, like, I, I, I it's it, they're valid points, but, you know... If this would have came out in this same form and been this good on early PS3, I would have been like holy crap, you would have never said anything bad about it cuz there wasn't com- comparable work necessarily going on in such abundance, you know.
2: Well, so now for, you know, having this renaissance of these games that are, you know coming out that you can get your hands on and and play and and be great. It's really making me kind of wish and think that why can't that always oh, yeah. be the case? Why can't you, you know always I mean? just
0: play a game um, because you're in the mood for it?
2: Why do we have to have
0: day one yeah, patches? So, prime is example...
2: <laughs> exactly. Well, prime example, and I guess this leads into to, to my topic, is I have recently discovered uh, or rediscovered a game from my childhood that I remember so fondly. Um, and I actually want to give a shout out. It's thanks to um, OKBeasts OK uh, Podcast Leaderboard where they do top 10 lists. And the last episode was 3D Platformers. And I tweeted at him when I finished. Saying, hey, he's like, just listen to the episode. Um, I wanted to give a shout out to my two favorite ones. And then the response was, how the fuck could we forget that game? So the game in particular I'm talking about is I Ninja. Oh, Okay, yeah. Do you guys remember this game? I
1: do not. Uh, maybe it's one of those weird things where once right. I see it, I'll remember it. But uh, right now, no. Probi- a, probably not, will. Not ringing um, a bell.
2: I'm going to send you. I'm Googling. The, yeah, look at the cover art for it. Um, so this game, I was like, oh, my God, I forgot about it. And then I went to go look at gameplay, and I'm like, I remember everything oh, yeah. about these levels. And I immediately was filled with excitement. I'm like, oh, my God, like, maybe I can find it on Steam and oh, I can play man, it like that. Yeah. Nope. The only – and even if I could play it on PC, I can't play it on 10. Oh, geez, I have to play really? it on mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. So, like, the only way I can go back and play this game is if I – get a GameCube or a PS2 and buy a copy of it on there, and that's obviously not ideal. But this is a game that I do actually think truly is still a really good game. It's hard, it's really fun, and it gives you a a drive and a motivation to actually play. And um, obviously, I don't think in in quantity-wise it fares up to the games that we have now, but like, my, my two questions are, one... Like it's not really a question. I just wish there was an easier way for us to be able to play these catalog right, games right. from our past. But my actual question is: What's one game from your respective past that you wish you could play that you can't?
0: Um, all right, Brett, why okay. don't you take it off first? <laughs> oh yeah, wasn't taking off. Oh, man. Ah, <laughs> uh,
1: see, this, this is a great question. This is one of those ones that just hits you and you're like, oh, man, I feel like I have an answer for this, but I try and think about it. One thing that's a little weird is I'm really, really big into collecting stuff. So I'm really big about keeping consoles. Uh, so I have like a backwards compatible PS3. I have a PS2 still. I have a PS1. So I can play any PlayStation catalog game that I want as long as I could basically get my hands on the game itself. Uh, if I didn't keep it or if it wasn't somehow digital across you know i have a lot of ps1 games digitally on my ps3 um so you know i think about games that i just loved a lot as a kid and it's just you, you think about games that are hard to get nowadays and a lot of the ones when i really go back and think about it uh, even though i have it because it's just again trying to buy it and find it and i don't think it'd be that hard but it's just i wish it was easier is crisis core final fantasy crisis core oh, uh, from the that's uh, a good one. PSP days uh and it, it came out in such a weird time, and this is why it's so hard. Is that essentially it came out in the PSP days before PSP uh, started going digital, uh, and you know Sony was ahead of the game uh, and uh, to their you know to their uh, des- you know, whatever you want to call it. It wasn't a good thing for them. I don't know why I'm brain farting right now, but uh, anyway, they went all digital at a time where nobody else is ready to do point, that, yeah. and it wasn't really feasible with the PSP Go uh, and from a. So what you ended up seeing was uh, a lot of games ended up skipping it. So up until um, you got uh, the PS3 remaster for 2.5 that included Birth by Sleep and Kingdom Hearts, you could not play Kingdom Hearts uh, on a PSP Go. You had to have an original PSP. It was the only way to do it. You couldn't play it digitally at all. Um, They've... Fix that with 2.8 at least. I don't know if they ever made 2.5 digital, but because of that, it made it hard to get the game. So, Crisis Core is a game that is not available even though the Vita could play it no problem. Because it was never available digitally, you can't buy it because the only way that you can play PSP games on Vita are if they were digital and you just buy the digital copy and download it. Um, so, I've been playing it recently because I was able to get my hands back onto it, but I, I went a long time without it because of the fact Damn. that it just wasn't easy to get. So,
2: I got... Now, I, Go I, do, want, I do want to specify that that, that, that these games are in a way easy to get. Cause you can just go to like a game exchange or a mom and pop and buy like a PS two or a game. Sure, but, yeah, but that's a is. hassle. Like why can't I just play the games? Like on, how Xbox has their backwards systems. compatibility. So yeah, exactly. I actually got,
0: I got two really, really good ones. I'll save the best for last, but number one is the suffering. Have you guys ever played that?
2: I've heard of it, but I haven't actually played it. It's a
0: third-person slash first-person horror game back on the PlayStation 2. And so I think it's I think okay. it's in the same time frame where like I could get it for a PC, but I would have to have probably like a Vista or something like that. Or I'd have to get an emulator in order to so there'd be like multiple steps. So like you said, it's just a hassle and it's like I don't know that much about computers in the first place. Yeah. So for me to play this game, I'd most likely have to just go out and get a Playstation Two. And I just I I don't know why, but I just really like that game. And I mean Looking back on it, I mean, like, I can perfectly admit that uh, it doesn't look that great. It, like, it looks kind of, um, it looks kind of, uh, janky. I mean, not janky. i not, I always use that word. Um, it just looks kind of generic. I guess that's what I want to. It was a G word, so I got, I mean, got, got, yeah. sure. But, anyways, it looks kind of generic or whatever, but it actually, like, it is like Metacritic. It's got an 80%, so I mean, it's not a horrible game. It's just, um, so I guess, but yeah, that one's really hard. And then the number one hot one that's super hard. And I am pretty sure the only way I can play it is if I get my, if I get a PlayStation one version of it and that's brave fencer Musashi.
1: Oh yes. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad you mentioned that. Actually. I love that game so much. Uh, and that, the PS2 sequel the no, no form yep. of justice for that game, but what a good game. I've been, I've, Know a number of people who are very keen on getting a remake of that game, and I actually oh think yeah, if we really could get cool like a do, Final um, Fantasy
0: VII esque, you know, remake, or even just you know like a Crash Bandicoot esque <laughs> remake of it, or something where it's literally yeah, the same yeah, geometry, sure. but they just make it look pretty like they did in Crash Bandicoot. That would be so. Yeah. that would be great. I mean, like I don't need like yeah, I don't need yeah same level like, design. Final no more Fantasy Seven it's going to be changing certain things, whether it be the geometry or something like that. But the, if they just took literally the same code but then made it look pretty like i perfect and see the thing is like this is a game you can't even get on like if i still have my playstation 3 and i've actually been playing some older games like mega man legends but mega man legends yeah, Mega it's Man not Legends available. I can yeah. get on the PlayStation Network one and two. I can get Mega Man Legends, but Brave Fencer Musashi? No, I can't get that. I would have to go buy it, and if I have to go buy it, it's thirty or forty dollars for a PlayStation One game. Like yeah, most of them are like ten dollars now if you get it from the right spot. So, so yeah, that's definitely a hassle for me. And I actually, um, quick story here. I actually bought Brave Fencer Musashi. Um, I want to say four or five years ago. And um, it was back when I actually played PlayStation 3. So this was before the PlayStation 4. So I guess maybe more like six or seven years ago. But anyways, so um, yeah. I bought it and I was ready to play it on my PlayStation. I played the $30 for it. Like I paid premium price for it. And then for some reason, my my disc reader would not read that particular type of PlayStation 1 game I would be able to I think I could I could do black tops and I could do um, like regular tops but I could not do the blue um, the blue disc and so that's what Brave Fincer Musashi was. And so I could not play the game. I even I even spent, like, I want to say $80. So by the end of this, the $30 plus the $80. So I played, spent $110 so I could pay this play this game. And even after getting it repaired and getting a brand new, like, disc reader in there, it still wouldn't freaking work. And so I just, I haven't had the... 'Cause like if I wanted to get like a uh PlayStation two for instance, it wouldn't be that hard, kinda like Nate was saying. It's not that hard. I mean, I could go to literally any pawn shop, but it's just like after that, after going through all those steps of trying to play just that one game, I was just like, uh, and so I haven't had the I haven't had the uh real desire to since then.
2: Yeah, it's well the the biggest thing you run into nowadays, especially especially um I think probably more so with, like, classic, classic consoles, like uh, the NES, is if you're going to be able to... like Well, like, for PS2s and GameCubes, you know, they primarily used components, so you'll have to buy a converter piece for, like, component to HDMI. Mm-hmm. It's not hard, but it's just additional steps. But, like, to me, honestly, like, ever since I remembered that iNinja game, I've been watching gameplay, and I'm like, I think I just might do it, because this game... Uh,
1: it looks awesome. Every, I've been watching gameplay too. Yeah,
2: everybody everybody like who's listening just go watch like the first part. Like well, first off, it's got an amazing voice cast. I mean, Billy West is the protagonist. I mean, the guy who plays Philip J. Fry and Bugs Bunny, Elmer Fudd. I mean, he it's hilarious. Like the game has a lot of really funny moments and it's just a very unique, you know, platformer kind of game. Um so but yeah, everyone who's listening do yourself a favor and look up the first few First, like twenty minutes or so, and uh, this is truly—it's this is a gym. This is a gym that I am now very wait. Depressed so you battle Pokemon? Right now. <laughs> gym G E M dork. <laughs> oh boy! No, I don't
0: battle Pokemon. That's okay. The the other joke I was gonna go to what is who like? ninja.
2: <laughs> I ninja. I
0: are bamboo or I ab I are baboon. Anyways, sorry. <laughs> <The> deep cut. <laughs> okay. Cartoon oh, Network, man. What up?
1: Deep cut. Yeah. <laughs> cartoon. Fridays.
0: Yep. So, um, I mean, I think that's gonna do the show for us today. So the last thing we have to do, and usually we have our uh guest help us out with this, we are gonna do a comic book book club. So,
1: do you basically look for? I mean, does it need to be digital or physical uh, yeah, digital? Or what do you do? Wait. I mean, out
2: of I curiosity. Mean the, yeah. Digital.
1: Okay. Uh, well, it looks like uh, is I've, I've never messed with Comixology, but I'm on it right now. Is it a. Uh,
2: which everyone says unlimited, like that's the one that you'll be able to do digitally, uh, correct? Read for free, well, no, free for, for free, basically. Sure, okay, um, yeah, that's
1: cool. That's what I was curious about. Um, I'm going to go a completely weird direction here. This is because I am a big fan of music, and of course, they had a new album come out. Uh, I'm going to suggest everybody go read uh, the Amory Wars, the second stage turbine blade, um, which is uh, if you like music and you've ever heard of them, Coheed and Cambria. Uh, it's the story huh. behind their albums, uh, and they are killer Ooh. comics. And uh, if you're a comic book fan and you've not messed with them they have a great art style they have a really cool story uh, and then you also have the added benefit of being able to uh, read the comics and then go check out the music and and be like oh man i see how they connect or go hear the music first like it hopefully and then go back and read it and be like oh this all makes more sense that they are telling the story through the music uh but it's a really well, cool story go too. ahead and type uh, so, that in yeah, because that was a lot of I words the amory wars no you, type it, you can
0: type it yeah type it
1: Oh me! Yes, no, go to the docks. Am I going to this docks? <laughs> I got this. I got this. I got this.
2: I, I the moment I look at the at the art, like I can I can totally get Cohen Cameron. Okay, advice. who the hell is Coen Cam? They are. Me? Do you know? that <laughs> you, you, you probably know the song "Welcome yeah, Home"? You just don't realize it. It was yeah. on.
1: It was on the the trailer for the animated movie Nine. That's where a lot of people heard it. Uh, it was also in Rock Band okay. Two, I think. Um, but you know, I'm not going to hum it just mm-hmm. because I'm
0: going to butcher it
2: because it's very yeah. like, like, like kind of. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not that simple. Chords like that. Not it's such um, Singletons. <laughs> after the okay. show after the show I'll play it for yeah. you you'll probably like oh yeah, yeah. you're gonna know okay. it as
1: soon as you hear it you're gonna know it it was a very big song you in like 2007 big,
2: which I still have to see 9 I haven't seen
1: <laughs> oh Nine's great it's a good movie
2: Short, it's on my it's list good. I haven't seen it yet so okay, there cool. you go
0: if
1: you like uh, if you've never
2: well, heard yeah, it hopefully yeah,
0: that's you like it that's perfect I mean something we've never heard about we did Spider-Man last time because it was right around the same time that Spider-Man was coming out so and, and it was, it was awesome. great. Um, so yeah, the Amory Wars, the second stage Turbine Blade. See what I mean? That is a lot of freaking words. Okay, so we have it. It will be in the description. It is. So if you if you just, you're like me and it's like, that's a lot of words, Nick. It's, it's in the description below. So look at that and... And you, can, of and, at, uh, and you can join us on our discord and we have a whole segment where we talk about the, the uh, comic books of the week. So that'll be for next week. We'll talk about it. Um, so if you guys want to have a discussion uh, about it, you have a discussion on Discord, and you might make it onto the show. All right. Um, so that's going to be the show for us. Thank you so much, Brett, for joining us. Make sure to give everybody another chance uh, to know where they can find you.
1: Sure, yeah, of course, man. Again, thanks for having me on. It's been fun. Uh, but you can find us on uh, Triangle Squared. It's a podcast. You can find us on podcast services. You can find us on YouTube as well. We do it in video format for people who like that. Uh, you can subscribe to us over there. You can find us on Twitter at Triangle S Q R D. on Facebook in the Triangle Squared, a PlayStation podcast group, uh, and then email in various other ways. But we are pretty active on Twitter. It's our Twitter and Discord are our primary thing. So, uh,
0: yep. yeah. All right, mate. how you doing? Yeah, good?
2: Mm. I'm doing great. I'm still <laughs> sad about my <laughs> You'll get it's okay. over it. It's okay now. Or you won't. You'll man. get it.
0: Either way, no one cares. Yeah. So, <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for joining us for Nerd to the Third, where you can always talk nerdy to me.
2: All right.
0: Hold on a <laughs> second. Let me go get a beer. No. I'm going to go get a beer. I yeah. want a beer, too. Oh. Damn it. O-M-J. O-M-J. <laughs> oh man, it sounds like he's having some problems with his beer. Yeah, I was having problems with his
2: mom.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I, 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 I like you guys. I'm quite, I can he's tell he's this back. is gonna be fun.
2: That is easily. No. I heard. I see. I, you probably were talking, <laughs> but I didn't have my headphones. <laughs> I know. Um, we, oh my god, it was so funny.
0: Uh, so I, I was with Kevin yesterday. And uh, I invited Coach Because he was the only one that was signed on yesterday So we were getting into Dead by Daylight Coach is like oh I don't have it downloaded or whatever It's like oh alright well better luck next time Or whatever So then he leaves and me and Kevin start going Oh god what a fucking asshole Yeah what, just a big bag of dicks Just a huge bag of dicks All of a sudden uh, I'm still here guys <laughs>
1: Oh boy so, Bag of so did you see me almost bust my ass
2: when I came to the, came back to the? Day? No, I didn't see that. Okay, so that was the third time today. That I have hard hardwood floors, and I've been wearing socks all day, so I've been every every chance I've been trying to do the slip thing. I went, I opened the door, went through, and like hard stopped on the floor. And so I went, oh. we'll see. We'll see what it is is um, before each episode. It goes, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay come on now come on what am i coming on yeah you are (laughs) hey zing hey everybody and welcome back to nerd to the third your stop for video games movies and nerd culture what episode is this i haven't i actually like now that i think of it i haven't said the episode in actually a couple episodes so maybe i should just keep that you said it
2: you said it last episode i said it
0: last time okay well then it must have been one or two before that that i don't remember saying it at all (laughs)
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm doing it even though I'm, I'm even though i know you're gonna cut it out so well, like, i always I cut it, it out yeah it. i know you really-
0: don't tell me how to do my goddamn bloopers <laughs> <laughs> i'm the master of bloopers okay
2: no no you're not because you didn't do the fucking dick one that was like four episodes ago what the hell are you talking about i don't really remember
0: exactly <laughs> In- <laughs> so it wasn't memorable enough BOOM! Discord, which will be in the description down below, or in... It... but Hold on. Brain (laughs) I don't know why, like... It's in the description down below. I guess that's it. It's just in the f***ing description. Look for it, goddammit. Could you tell her to shut up back there? (laughs) Just hear her cackling. (laughs) (laughs) okay um I don't know what I'm doing anymore uh